0: Welcome to the Healthy Family Project podcast, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Welcome to the Healthy Family Project podcast. Whether you are a new listener or have been through all of our episodes, I am glad to have you here today. I'm your host, Amanda, and we have an interesting topic to tackle today, but first a few reminders. Be sure to join our Facebook group where we are chatting daily about hot topics in the world of everything in the world of family, really. Um, It's a safe space to share and receive info and tips from others. You can also ask me direct questions in the group and share podcast thoughts or ideas. I'd certainly love to hear from you. Make sure you are following Healthy Family Project on your social networks. We have some fun things that we are putting out daily. We are on all of the fun networks, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, Pinterest, and YouTube. And we've also added some new recipes to our website recently. If you head over to healthyfamilyproject.com and those are sure to be a crowd pleaser for your family. We've tested those here in my kitchen. And so I feel confident in saying that you should definitely check those out. All right. So, you know, I like to shed light on topics or thoughts that might not be common knowledge and might even present, you know, maybe a light bulb moment. We can learn something new. It's always great to to learn something new. Uh, So for me personally, when I'm shopping, uh, I've noticed the fair trade labels. I imagine many of you out there have as well, but I've honestly always wondered what, you know, the term actually meant. I, I knew, you know, it means something good. Something good is happening. Um, But I didn't know, you know, there's so many labels in the grocery store and it's hard not to think, hmm, okay, are they really doing the right thing? Or like, what does this mean? Or is this impacting or how it's impacting? You know, does my purchase make a difference? So when I met Kim Chacal last year, virtually, I instantly saw her passion for fair trade and thought, Yep, that's the person who can come onto the podcast and explain fair trade to us so we can finally understand and be able to make our purchase decisions with this in mind. Kim is the Director of Sales and Marketing at Equifruit, and over the past seven years, she has established Equifruit as the Canadian market leader for fair trade bananas, and her sights are set on global fair trade domination. Her fearless and bold approach is making waves in the produce industry, and in 2021, Kim was recognized as Produce Person of the Year by the Ontario Produce Marketing Association. With 20 years of sales experience, she loves challenging people to rethink their consumption habits and consider fair trade as a sustainable solution in produce. And without further ado, let's talk to Kim. Welcome to the Healthy Family Project podcast, Kim. I've been admiring you and your passion for your companies, your company from afar for a while now, and I'm so excited you had the time to talk to me today. So before we jump in, why don't you tell our guests a little bit about you?
1: Great. Thank you for having me. Um, it's always exciting when somebody discovers your work and is interested in what you do, so I appreciate it. Um, so my name is Kim. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing for Equifruit. And Equifruit is a banana brand, very different from all the banana brands in the world. We're really trying to disrupt things and get people excited about fair trade. So we'll, we'll dive into that, I'm sure, but that's essentially a bit about who I am. I'm based up in Montreal, got three young kids and uh, trying to change the whole banana industry. So a lot on my plate, but very excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So I've been following along with you on LinkedIn for several months now. And as we were talking before we got started, it's just when you see someone's passion shining through and what they're saying and believing in their work. I know here at Healthy Family Project that's something that I live day to day, you know is our giving back efforts and and trying to make an impact in healthier gen- in the next generation of healthy eaters. So I you know can could sense that energy and wanted to bring you on and educate us a little bit about fair trade. So all right, so I think when I first started following your company on LinkedIn, I thought, well, of course, I know what fair trade means. Like, you know, and then uh, I, you know, started thinking a little more. And I thought, well, maybe I don't completely. And maybe my listeners, you know, this is something they might see on a label or they might see as they're in the grocery store, but might not fully understand what is fair trade. So if you could go very basic with us and educate us on like the definition and kind of help us understand what we're looking at.
1: Yeah, I I think it's great. I think that most of your listeners are probably feeling an enormous amount of relief because (laughs) we have have a lot of labels at the grocery store. There's a lot of of label confusion and we don't really have time to do a deep dive on what everything means. So um, for those that have heard the term fair trade, like when we're talking about trade in broad terms, fair trade in two words, we're really talking about fairness within the marketplace, making sure that there are both advantages for the buyer and the seller, that there's an dis- equal distribution of value along the supply chain. Um, so some companies will speak about how they're fairly traded or that they have a fair or direct relationship with their farmers, but they might not go out and get certification. Okay when you're buying an equafruit banana we have chosen the certification called and it's just about to get more confusing for you oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's called fair trade in one word so i'm sure that uh, the the best example to to share with your listeners is ben and jerry's ice cream next time you pick up your pint of ben and jerry's look for the fair trade mark it's fair trade in one word and that's really the most um, trusted and recognized fair trade label internationally, which means that there are other labels. So uh, the reason that we choose fair trade in one word for our bananas is really because it's, it's the best deal for farmers. We want to um, change the banana industry because really briefly banana farmers are not paid well enough and we can see that reflected in the prices at, at the grocery store. Right. You know, if we see our local apples are two or three dollars a pound, but then this banana that came from thousands of miles away and had to be professionally ripened and is extremely delicate is being sold for 59 cents or 30, I saw a special the other day for 29 cents a pound Canadian, you know, like they're, <laughs> they're giving them away for free. Yeah. Um, we're really just trying to correct that. So. Basically, when you see the fair trade label, so I'm just going to speak about fair trade in one word. So so the same thing on Equifruit Bananas or Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. What does that mean? It means that we have to respect the framework for pricing and standards that have been set by Fair Trade International. So Fair Trade International has offices all around the world. They They work mostly with producers in the global south because that's really where um, there's the greatest need to alleviate poverty. So generally, they started about 30 years ago working with producers, uh, like small producers, and just getting giving them a chance to get into the export market by pr- pricing their products fairly and making sure that they work within safe and equitable conditions. So like really basic stuff that I think that most of your listeners would be happy about, you know, no forced child labor, right. gender equity, you know, all of these things that we would take for granted and we just assume are the norm in North America are really not the norm internationally. And so it's really just this third party that's coming in to make sure that there are rules in place, that that things are done fairly so that you can feel good about where your food came from. So they have actually set minimum prices for based on the commodity and country around the world. So whether you're buying you know, cocoa from the Ivory Coast or bananas from Ecuador or cotton from um, India, there are these minimum prices that have to be respected as an importer and the farmers have to respect a number of these work standards. Under fair trade, one one word, they also really want to try to boost local communities. So we also have to pay something called a social premium. So in the case of bananas, You can see these 40 pound cases behind me. Mm -hmm. For every case of bananas that we buy from our farmers, we also have to pay one U.S. dollar per case. And this money is called fair trade social premium. It's managed separately. The farmers decide entirely democratically how to use this money. But it has to fall within projects that have environmental, economic or social impact. So they decide how to use that money it's all audited and verified by a third party called FlowCert um, to, just to make sure that everybody's playing by the rules. So if I'm not paying the right price as an importer or if there's t- child labor or uh, whatever rules are broken, they can get decertified. So as a consumer, when you see this fair trade label on a product, you know that the farmer has been paid well, that they're working under safe conditions, And that these standards are in place and are being verified.
0: Okay. I feel like that, that breaks it down for us. Um, I, I hate to, you know, I feel like it's a, it's a no brainer, right? This sounds like, yes, we look for the label and and that's what we make, make the purchase, but I guess maybe put your consumer hat on for a second and, today's climate with crazy grocery costs, you know, I I don't think that 10 cents more on the cost of a banana is going to make or break, but maybe there's some other products. So how would you, how would you, I guess, make that decision in the grocery store when we're all strapped for, you know, cash these days to say like, what do I do? Like I need to make this purchase.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I I mean, I think the most popular fair trade products are probably coffee, Mm -hmm. tea, chocolate, bananas, you know, and then you can go into maybe less familiar products like cotton, wine, you know, you can even buy fair trade jewelry like diamonds or gold. Okay. Um, But really in the grocery store, coffee, tea, chocolate, sugar, and bananas are really your five top commodities to look for. It's going to be hard to find a fair trade banana in the US. You won't find any Equifruit yet. We're working on getting into the US. We just sell into Canada right now. But I hope within the next year, you're going to find our product um, in the US. Um, Yeah, those are really the, the key ones to look for. And I mean, when it comes down to like our wallets, right, and making the decisions for our families, I think that we just have to have a bit of a shift in mindset on those five categories. Because at the end of the day, the farmers are just subject to exploitative conditions and they're really stuck in a cycle of poverty because, right. because the market prices don't reflect the cost of sustainable production. But when you're buying on fair trade terms, it reflects the cost of sustainable production. So what does that even mean? Like if I'm buying if I'm buying bananas from a non-fair trade farm from week to week, the price just goes with the market. Like, hey, there's, you know, there, there, even though we harvest bananas year round, there might be certain times in the year where there's a little bit more product in the market, which can drive the price down. And we just have to get rid of product. So farmers can really sometimes be in a position where they'll have to sell their product at a loss, but it's either that or nothing. Right. So, Fair trade really offers that safety net for farmers so that they have this stable income throughout the year. They have one year long contracts with an importer like an Equifruit who says, you know, we promise to purchase at least this many loads of bananas a week for the whole year. So they can take those those promise to purchase and go to a bank and they can, you know, for any small business owners that are listening, they understand that. Like right. you can now actually map out your life. You can make investments. Right. You can you can borrow money. So um, we work with both plantations and small and small farmers. So, in, in either case, they just have that economic power to go out and build out their own lives and contribute to their community. So, um, yeah, it's 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 going to be probably a little bit more expensive to buy a fair trade product, but you just have to kind of erase those, those prices that you were used to. Like yeah. 59 cent pound but, and that bananas are just not realistic. Bananas should be at least, at least a dollar a pound, minimum a dollar a pound. And the fair trade price is really not even that much more expensive.
0: Right. That's what I'm thinking. We already so, pay practically nothing for, oh, for like bananas. Like, like,
1: <laughs> one, one large Starbucks coffee is right. what it's going to cost you for the entire year to switch one person over to fair trade bananas. We're really talking pennies.
0: Yeah. And I'll even say like my kids, when I, they're in the grocery store with me, especially now, because I really like to make my children aware of the cost of things because sometimes yeah. I think that can get lost. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what happens uh, after that. So when we're checking out at the grocery store, they'll sometimes say, well, why, you know, why did that produce item cost this? And you got, right. you know, and they've actually called out the bananas before saying like, explain this to, to us. Like why?
1: Oh, the low prices. This?
0: Yeah. Like, oh, that's why, amazing. yeah. Like why does this, you know, whatever it might be, you know, things fluctuate in season out of season or availability, I guess here where I am in Florida. Yeah. Um, but they're like, the bananas are always so cheap, you know? Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting that, that they yeah. made that call out. And I was going to say, when you talk about cost, cause our The last podcast that we recorded was all about saving, cost saving in the grocery store and how to reframe yeah. how you plan, how you make yeah. your list, how you shop. And so I think this is a, the perfect next step because um, I was saying to someone yesterday, I feel like now that I am really taking a close look at my grocery spend because of the cost of everything right now for us. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. taking a closer look and I'm realizing that I was overbuying mm-hmm. and there were things that we didn't need, you know. Right. There are things that like I say shop your pantry. There are things in my pantry that have been there forever, you know, right. that well, no one's getting, you know, sick, yeah, <laughs> but you know, forever. Yeah. Um and so and even the refrigerator being so smashed full where no one can even see what's in there and then whatever's in the back goes bad, you know. So I think that there are ways if you are if listening and you're looking to say, you know what, this is something I want to do. I want to make sure I'm buying fair trade. Yeah. I think that it's not doesn't necessarily have to be an added cost to you. I think there are, you can reframe, like you said, and reshape how your how you're shopping to be able to to make those purchases and to know that you know you're making an impact with your purchase. Like you are making yeah. real, real change that we yeah. need.
1: You really are, you know, and I think that I think that probably I think bananas are so important. Like this is a real global crisis. It's it's one of the largest agricultural commodities in the world. And I know that the big banana companies are keeping an eye on this little tiny, badass banana brand, Equifruit, that's trying to change things up. And we're really ruffling everybody's feathers because we're calling out this issue. You know, the large banana companies, they started they started their businesses in the late 1800s with the goal to make bananas more popular and less expensive than our local apples and oranges and they've succeeded. You go to the grocery store and they're they're crushing it. But they're sometimes selling bananas at a loss to the grocery stores because they'll make it up in other value-added categories. Like they'll sell,
0: you know, canned
1: goods or chopped salads. You'll start to see those big brands on other products in the store. They're just not making money on bananas, and and you know I, I have I have acquaintances in the industry that work for some of the big banana companies, and they see what we're doing, and they're like, you know what? It's about time that somebody just rolls up their sleeve and fixes this problem because consumers are none the wiser, and I think that retailers are also um, participating in this because they really just use bananas as a loss leader. So, you know, like the next time that your kids ask you why are bananas so cheap right. when our local apples are like four times the price. Right. <laughs> well, because because it's a it's a marketing strategy. You know, you come in, you feel good about the 59 cent bananas and then you'll spend maybe 8 dollars on a sliced mango or like or on whatever else in the store that has, you know, like a right. pre-made dinner kit that you could have made yourself but you're willing to pay that extra two dollars. So they're making up that margin in other categories. but it's just it's really it's really amazing to see now that we're really dealing with this inflation and you're seeing the cost of other categories go up. but go and look at your banana prices. They probably haven't even budged. So right. there's even this like greater fear retailers think that if they raise the price on bananas because they're all paying way more for bananas these days like our costs as an importer have gone up like crazy. And so have everybody else's with the cost of fuel, the cost of transport, they're probably losing more money on bananas than they ever have. But it's because they're afraid that if they raise that price by 10, 20, 30 cents a pound, that you're going to flee into the arms of the competition. So it's, it's really, really, really nuts. And, you know, another category, like in case I haven't convinced you on bananas yet, you know, one of the, one of the categories that's so near and dear to my heart, because I'm such a chocolate addict is fair trade chocolate. And there's some great documentaries out there. If you just look into the cocoa industry, okay. Um, like cocoa is often cocoa is really bad for forced child labor. So If you look in in Africa, young children are being promised jobs and so they'll leave their families for these temporary jobs and then they're literally enslaved into cocoa plantations because their small hands can hold a cocoa pod and work a machete without chopping their fingers off. Like when I hear stuff like that and then I look at the grocery store and I see a 99 cent chocolate bar versus a 2.99 fair trade chocolate bar. Like, I can't unsee that image in my right. mind. Yeah. So, so when I talk about a mind shift, you know, on bananas or on coffee, you see that extra $2 a pound. And sure, there's the rush of like saving that 2 bucks. But when you think about the impact that it has at the farm level yeah. for the community and the farmers, mm-hmm. it's just enormous. And I know that it's not affordable maybe for everybody. But as you said, shop your pantry, shift around that $2 elsewhere. Yeah. And maybe just drink a little bit less coffee, or just eat mm-hmm. a few or try. <laughs> try to eat a little bit less chocolate if you can. Um, thankfully, there are so many companies that are moving in that direction. Like fair right. trade coffee is just becoming the norm. Right. And the more that people buy, it, the more the costs can come down a bit. But but just know that when you see that symbol, it's actually reflecting the cost of sustainable production.
0: Do you foresee any other? commodities coming into the fair trade or does it really only make sense for those that you mentioned or do you feel like this could be overall with much of you know what we buy
1: yeah well you know this is where it gets a little bit tricky because fair trade in one word the organization that we work with they only certify farmers in the global south okay um so in, because you're based in the U.S., you're going to see other labels like Fair Trade USA, for example, which they broke out of the Fair Trade International system in 2011. Oh, interesting. So that, okay. So that they can they wanted to work with larger multinationals, whereas the focus of Fair Trade International is really smallholder farms. Okay. They wanted to give the opportunity to multinationals to certify, and then they also open up a market for domestic fair trade. So there's a lot of debate around whether there is a need for domestic fair trade. Like, of course, in the in the states, you do have hired labor. All agriculture has hired labor, and right. it's an opportunity to put in to respect different standards around it. But government already regulates those standards. So if if I just take off my my Equifruit hat and I'm answering as a consumer based on the research that I've done. Um, I think that it's really important to focus on the categories that Fairtrade International or in the States, Fairtrade America, mm-hmm. uh, you could go down to fairtradeamerica.org's website to understand, you know, what are the most pressing needs for fair trade. Um, and I, I'm, I'm less familiar with like, what are the real benefits of buying like a local fair trade USA right. pepper or, or tomato or something? I think there's still a huge need in the global South. That's really where our focus is we're hoping to get into other categories like right. pineapple and avocado and other tropical fruits.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was going to ask, I guess you've already covered, I was to say, if someone wanted to look for Equifruit. So if you're, li- I, we have listeners all over the world. So okay. I mean, you could, I'm in the U S so yeah. like you said, I probably won't be seeing it, but hopefully soon.
1: Yeah. Hopefully soon. I mean, we do work with large retailers in Canada. We work with Sobeys, which is the lar- second largest retailer in Canada. Um, we also work with Costco. Costco in Ontario carries our product. They're really excited about it. We're talking about growth there, um, and then we have regional players like Longos, for example. Longos okay. is a chain in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, they they actually are just about to celebrate one year of being of having a 100% equifruit program. So. Last May, they were the first retailer in all of North America to make a switch of their conventional bananas because we often think of fair trade with organic. Right. You know, they're two separate things, but often they're lumped together. Like organic products tend to go out and get fair trade certification, but you can have a conventional, just a regular banana that's also fair trade certified. Uh, and so they, they are the one retail partner that has only Equifruit bananas. So whether you're buying them in their stores or, or online which is a huge impact for like conventional farmers need fair trade more than anything because there's a growing need for organic and it puts that much more downward pressure on the conventional farmers.
0: All right. Yeah. So, and I imagine I've spent some time on your website and we'll link up to the website in our show notes too. But you can, if you're listening and you want to find out more information on where you can can find and support. I know we do have, it's always interesting to look at where our listeners our, um, and we do have, I think Canada is our second, you know, highest audience. So all right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they are out there. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and kind of talking us through fair trade. And we're going to link up in the show notes to some things. And then, um, I had, you're a, you're a first time guest. So I get to ask you The question that I ask all of our first time guests, and that is there's no right or wrong answer. It's just for fun. What do you think um, being a healthy family means?
1: I think being a healthy family uh, means understanding what being a healthy family means (laughs) and that the knowledge doesn't just come from one Mother dictator or father dictator, who's like this? Is, eat your broccoli, and that's right, just the right. way that it is. I think that knowledge is power, and i I like to um, I like to teach my kids what what does broccoli do to your body, <laughs> you know, or what do bananas do to your body, or what does candy do to your body? Like, how does your body function? You know, why is sleep important? Um, I think that if you give them that information, it empowers them to go out and make the right choices rather than just feeling confined to abide by, by your rules.
0: Right. I love that. I know. I feel like we, I hope we're moving away from the days where it's like, eat your broccoli. Why? Because I said, so Uh go to uh bed at this time. Why? Because I said, so, so I know it's that extra step, but that's a really great point because I think that that does empower the next generation to be able to say, I do this because of for myself, not because someone told me so. Yeah.
1: Well, I just I love the point you made earlier about your kids even noticing the price of bananas. You know, it just speaks to the fact that young, younger people like they are making observations in the world just the way that we did when we were younger. Like at a certain point, we just have to make sense of the world on our own. And that starts at a very young age. Like I think my three year old yesterday, she asked me. I think she asked me like how people are made or something like that. Like she asked me some like major question that we're not ready to cover that. Right. Yeah. But like she, she's just curious, like where do things come from? And so I think that, I think that kids, you know, obviously there's a time and place for every single conversation, but, but then you have to actually carve out the time to, to educate them.
0: Well, and I will say having a teenager and, seeing her friends and hearing what's important to them and the issues, it's definitely different from when I was a teen. And the, they are definitely dialed into some social impact topics. And there are some things that, you know, they're passionate about that they won't bend on, you know, Great. as far as things that they support and yeah. brand, brands, especially. Yeah. And so I think that I'm really um, excited for their future, I guess. Um, I know sometimes things are just such a roller coaster in this world that it can seem so grim at times, but I do looking at her and kind of observing the way that they, um, you know, just embrace some of those things. I feel like we're going to see some change um, coming and it, it will be good. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. There are a lot of uh, wonderful brands out there that are putting sustainability at the forefront and hopefully articulating what that means. Cause you know, sustainability yes, can be, be almost as confusing <laughs> as the word fair trade.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Exactly. So we'll just keep, I'll just keep doing episodes and explaining all of, all of the terms. So um, thank you for joining us today. If you guys have any questions, um, I'll have to add you Kim to our Facebook group actually. And um, you know, you can get in there and ask questions or post things that you might, you know, have ideas for the next episode and we will include everything in the show notes. So thank you for sharing everything with us today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Another great episode today. If you like Healthy Family Project podcast, which I hope you do, tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. Don't forget about our Facebook group, Healthy Family Project, where you can Talk to me direct in there and share your thoughts and ideas for the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. You can also find Healthy Family Project at healthyfamilyproject.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.